0: Alright everybody and welcome back to the Wisconsin Show Choir Download. I'm your host William Soki, and this is episode 67 of the download and it is I guess technically off-season content. I mean we're into May right now and all the season review episodes are done so I guess technically even though we're not out of the school year this is off-season content which feels weird for me to say but I'm holding true to my word, I say that I will make more consistent off-season content, and then because people know about it, I force myself to make off-season content. So, I would like the record to show that the Varsity Review episode was released last week, Monday, and I said, I'm going to try my hardest to get an episode done next week. And although it is Friday of next week, it is next week. So, hopefully I'll get this out tonight on Friday. But it took me all week, but I'm keeping my word, for the record. Alright, this is show reviews, and those of you who have been listening to the download for a while, I did some of these episodes right when I came back in 2022, where essentially it was kind of that late February, early March offbeat in the calendar, and nobody was really competing much of anywhere, so I just did show reviews for a couple weeks. I don't know, I thought it was pretty fun. And then this year I go to competitions and generally three of the competitions I went to kind of had a lot of the same groups going for finals. And I'm like, well, there are definitely some shows that I wanted to watch over this past year that I didn't get to watch. So we're going to do that. And so here we are. These are some shows that I really wanted to see. But before we get into that, I'm switching it up. Usually this is right in the first sentence. However, right now, I would like to make a plug for Barstool Show Choir. As always, this episode is brought to you by Barstool Show Choir. Barstool, as of today, Friday, so it's actually providential that I was late on this. Barstool is rolling out their first ever Grammys. None of the Wisconsin groups came close to winning their annual Show Choir Madness bracket, but there are a few groups from Wisconsin nominated in these Show Choir Grammys. I believe Onalaska is nominated, I think, in show design. I think De Peer is up for band, and I think Sock Prairie is nominated for something too, although I can't come up with the category off the top of my head. But either way, that's at least two Wisconsin groups that are nominated, so please head over to Barstool Show Choir on Twitter or their website and click the link, fill out the form, and make sure that these Wisconsin groups win the Show Choir Grammys in their respective categories. Voting goes through next week, Wednesday, to the best of my knowledge. So if you're listening to this on or before May 10th, go and cast your votes for those Wisconsin groups and any other groups you may want to cast your votes for. I'm not telling you to close your voting. Anyways, getting back into the subject matter of today's episode, these are groups that I really wanted to see this past year but didn't. And so We are going to start out with a group that stole my heart before i ever watched the show and this was a group that i saw last year and i thought that they had a really fun show last year specifically for their guys number and this group as it turned out had a really good guys number this year as well and this is the west salem sensations They did a spy-themed show, if that sounds familiar to anybody, it's because Depeer also did a spy-themed show this year, and the trope of people doing the same show theme will be explored later in this episode, so I will be talking about that a little bit later. But I had a submission, long story short, into the meme page, this is probably about mid-February, and... It referenced the fact that West Salem is doing a Perry the Platypus song. And Phineas and Ferb was probably my favorite Disney show growing up. And I know I'm just rambling at this point, but bear with me. We're going to get to the show choir part soon. And as a longtime Phineas and Ferb fan, I have watched every single episode of it. That's how I spent uh, some of my quarantine, just kind of watching it straight through. I found it delightful that a show choir was doing the Perry the Platypus theme song. So we're going to get into the show now. I tried to replicate a competition environment for when I watched these groups. And so I watched all five groups in a competition setting, West Salem. I watched their Waconia performance where they were second in what Minnesota calls Class B, which is small schools, small groups, and then mixed rep groups. So it's kind of a conglomeration of a lot of things. They are directed by Amy Hanson, choreographed by Kyle Brower, and their opener was Facade, which I feel like is a pretty standard song. If you've been around show choir for a couple of years, you definitely know which one I'm talking about, or if you've seen them this year, that's good too. They really came out and hit me right in the opening with the choreography, and so I was very impressed by that. There was just an immediate wham hit of like, we are bringing the tension and we are bringing the energy to this show. So loved that, straight out of the gate. I thought that this really set the stage well for a secret agent set. Like I said, I mentioned the word tension before, and I thought that that was a really strong part of this. The diction was a little bit iffy in some of the different parts of the song. Or maybe that was good. I just wrote diction. Either the diction was bad or it was good. This is the pitfall of me just writing kind of vague notes, and then I don't know what I'm talking about. What I do know for sure is that I wrote vocal power at the end. So that was another strong part of the opener there that I thought. Moving on to the second song, which is Skyfall. And I also feel like I remember this song from somewhere on the show choir stage. Maybe I don't. I don't know. This was the ballad, and I thought that it was a pretty bold move going for the ballad in the second song, especially for a secret agent set where I think you kind of want to draw on that tension for a while. And so it was very interesting from a show design point of view, but I definitely didn't mind it. I just wasn't expecting it. I thought that the men of the group really excelled here with a dark tone that really fit the accompaniment and the mood of the song. The women weren't really there at first. They got around to that eventually. And this is just one of those ballads where it was nice and everything, but I thought that it was about 30 seconds too long. And I've said this about a couple other things this year. Sometimes less is more when you're doing chart design and song design less is more if you can cut a chorus that doesn't add anything to the song go ahead like save the 30 seconds of energy so you can have a killer closer you know so that was my thoughts about the ballad skyfall they went straight into the women's song which was call me boot me the kim possible theme song and I'm not incredibly well acquainted with the Kim Possible franchise. However, I thought that it was a really well done song. I wrote down here better diction. So that was obviously a strong point. I think that this was a really nice pop of bright energy after a really dark first two songs. Uh, whereas the song switched to a major key. The facials changed. The choreography style changed. Really appreciate the energy there. The one thing that I did write down for this song uh, for improvements. And I know that this doesn't go for this season because it's done and this just goes as a general disclaimer for my improvements like they're supposed to be universally applicable so like if this applies to you and you may have a chance to implement these in the future if you're from any group like this is me trying to say like here's some show choir basics or not basics but like things that you may want to improve on so i say this out of a desire to improve Everybody in the state, I'm not trying to do this to put anybody down The one thing I wrote here is angles Especially when you have a split group like that The angles and the precision of those It stands out a lot more than when you're in a full group So that was the one thing I wrote down there The men's song was after that They did Secret Agent Man Which is a song that De Pere does in a full group format this year So I thought it was very interesting to see the contrast there The men's costumes were very interesting here they were like blue pants and then like a tan like sherlock holmes ish kind of jacket and i didn't really think that the colors went together that well there were also some blend issues here there but overall i think that it was very interesting to get a different take and it was a different arrangement i could tell that from what tapir was doing so it was more just very nice for me because i'd seen appears at new london and De Pier and Green Bay Southwest. So I had seen that a lot, and it was nice to get a different arrangement of something. And then right at the end of that song, the tan coats went off, and there were blue suits on the guys, which I thought was very interesting. It was more of like a baby blue than a traditional navy blue. Uh, but, I mean, I didn't mind. It was just something a little bit out of the ordinary. Now we get to my favorite song of the show. It is the Perry the Platypus song. Uh, the platypus sounds at the beginning that they were emulating uh, almost sounded like a cappella. Uh, But it wasn't. There was a band background to it, but they were making all of these noises that were supposed to sound like platypuses and like the bass guitar line, which I thought was a very interesting kind of mimicking, like it sounded like it should have been a cappella. It was just a very cool vocal moment. Uh, The soloist I thought had a deep voice that emulated the original singer of the song really well. I thought that this was the definition of a novelty number. Fantastic, just lighting up the facials. Having a fantastic time. Reminded me of the Ghostbusters number from West Salem last year. Uh, Major throwback vibes to that. The tossing of the bowler hats at the end of it. Fantastic. And I'm always going to love a jazz accompaniment. And no, I don't mean like having the trumpets play notes. I mean like an actual jazz accompaniment. And now I'm questioning myself because I think the Perry the Platypus song might have been the men's number instead of Secret Agent Man. I don't know. This is what I get for watching these shows over the course of the week and then talking about them on Friday. But either way, they were both very good. And then their closer was, uh, Who Are You?, Uh, and this was a very interesting closer choice to me it felt more like an opener uh, because it left tension to be resolved and i know yes it's a secret agent set there's going to be tension but it would have been nice to kind of wrap it a little bit instead of still asking questions about the identity at the end but it's a fun little secret about the identity and that's fine i thought that the dance breaks in this one were a step up energy wise from the rest of the show so peaking at the right time in the set I thought that the vocals had a little bit more to go in that regard to match the choreography. Overall, I thought that it was a very good song uh, and a very good set as well. They did make finals once at Eau Claire Memorial Winterfest, so this was definitely not a show that went without recognition. And they also made finals at Fiterbo, Lest I Forget. I'm doing this with a literal skeleton scrabble of notes, so my informational accuracy may not be the best today. Next we are heading into the territory of prep groups. We are heading to the south central part of the state for the DeForest DeFortes and this was a group that I've loved following ever since I have made the download back in 2020 I think I've always felt an affinity for DeForest and I don't really know why and I don't know if I'm allowed to take sides as a podcaster but I enjoy watching their shows and I I enjoy cheering for them and I think that they're in kind of a unique spot in terms of how long they've been around and the amount of director changes they have and whatever but anyways they did a work set this year which I thought was a nice it was an original theme which is more than I can say for the other four shows that I'll be talking about. I do not remember another choir in the state this year doing a work theme. And then what really put them on this list of shows that I wanted to see was making finals at Holman for the first time in program history. So I'm like, okay, I'm like, this is probably a show that is worth a watch. Their opener was called Working for a Living. And what caught my attention most was that all of the women were in suits and the guys were just in button downs and so i thought that that was a really interesting inversion of some of the costuming norms of this time they had props i think it was clipboards and there was some really fun choreography with that but it was a little messy at times and then they also came out swinging with a band feature in the opener so there was a lot happening in the opener the show drew me in right away However, there was a little bit of balance issue between the melody getting lost in some of the echoes throughout the song, so just something to watch for there. Their second song was called Working All Day, and this was another group where I wrote down angles, and I guess this just goes to show that angles are important, so take it as you will, and I said that this one was like a little too short, or maybe just the right time, I don't know. All I know is that it left me wanting a little bit more of the song and I think that that's the feeling that you want to have as an audience member at the end of a song. So you're going to say, oh, I wanted just like a little bit more of it uh, because then if you go over that, you know, you're, leave- you're left with a little bit dissatisfactory feelings. Moving to what I thought was the high point in their set, it was the ballad. Uh, this one was Flight by Sutton Foster and I heard the opening of the song and I'm like, I recognize this, but I don't know where I recognize this from. And I don't know if I've just heard the song before streaming or something, or if I've seen a show choir do it somewhere, but Flight by Sutton Foster is really just about the yearning to break free of the current situation in life and move forward. And it was just a nice, polished, minor key ballad that did not need to advance the show plot in any way like there was no kind of feelings of like well you can tell this was there just to kind of like fill this progression in the set and i thought that that's something that is not done a lot this year a lot this year is ballads that are trying to advance the show and i'm not saying that that's a bad thing but i'm saying that it was a nice change of pace to just kind of sit back and watch a choir embrace kind of that polished pretty ballad tone and just put on some facials and go instead of trying to delve into tones that they would sing in during other parts of the set and it just wound up being a really nice song for me i wrote down iconic In retrospect, I don't know if I can just write down iconic on every set of show reveals, or not show reveals. It is show reveal season. Show reviews that I do, but that was definitely how much of an impression it made on me. Their next medley was Working for the Money and Survivor. And it was very interesting right off the bat to see Survivor paired with something else besides I Will Survive, because Survivor and I Will Survive is. Like actually an iconic show choir medley. I think every girls group in existence has done it at least once. Uh, I thought that the trio in the opening of this one, shout out to the vocals. They locked up really well. The choreography didn't, but the vocals locked up really, really well. I also wrote down levels here during this song. I believe... Ben Schronk might be the choreographer for DeForest. Okay, yeah, it is Ben Schronk. So he is fantastic at giving levels. I've noticed this for a number of years now. So you really got to dig into the levels when the choreographer gives them to you. Other than that, I thought it was a really good transition number. Oh, the one other thing I wrote down is that it was kind of the opposite of the opener. You could hear the echoes too much in the opener. You couldn't really hear them here. Their closer was a medley of cheap thrills and good as gold and I was really interested to see cheap thrills used because I feel like show choir songs they either get picked up like really widespread in the circuit within the first couple of years of them being pop hits or they just kind of disappear entirely. So Cheap Thrills bringing out something from like the 2015, 16, 17 era somewhere in there. I'm not the greatest with my CD chronology, but it was really interesting to see kind of a pop song from that dead zone a little bit. Burlington did that this year with Mercy by Shawn Mendes. So I really appreciate that. Like do more of that if it fits the show, which I thought it did. And the Cheap Thrills, this was really the turning point of the set. And it was very defined, and so I appreciated that. It was about breaking free from the work that had been going on in all the other parts of the set. The energy trailed a little bit off here in the vocals, and it got a little bit pitchy towards the end. There was plenty of energy left. Like, there was some vocal whoops and shouting going on, and, like, I needed that energy in the singing to just make it a little bit better. As for the like absolute ending of the song i thought that the band had some really nice technical lines in there so shout out the band and there was the obligatory key change like right at the end because it wouldn't be a show choir set without a set change without a key change somewhere in there right so that was the de forest de Fortes. moving on to another prep group from the southern part of the state that is the west central central swing inc and i watched them at Monona grove Well, from Monona Grove, not at Monona Grove. You know what I mean. And I watched a forest from Milton. I watched a forest at Milton. So that was where I watched a forest at. Wastosha, I watched at Milton. They opened with Another Day of Sun, which was highly reminiscent for me because I watched Ashwabanon open with that probably three times this year. I thought that the umbrellas were a really nice touch. They matched the girls' dresses. And, of course, it's kind of an iconic La La Land thing. I thought that the placement vocally was a little far back so projection a little bit and I was wanting a little bit more on the dance break side of things here however that was definitely fixed later in the set and from another day of sun they went into their night theme they did kill the lights as their next song and this one it kind of felt like the women and the men were singing separately like there were two separate sounds going on The group sounded a little bit tired and breathy there, which is a little bit concerning for the second song, but I'll give them a pass. I don't know what went on behind the scenes. Like, you have a stressful load on. It can definitely impact your performance. And there was some complex arm choreography in this number, but I really appreciated it. And shout out Wilson Wang, who is the new choreographer for Wistosha this year. It's his first Wisconsin group, so I liked it. Next, their ballad was Talking to the Moon by Bruno Mars. This was, in contrast to the last song, I thought a really nice and polished whole group product There were only five guys in the group, but they had the melody for a little bit during the song And I thought that they did it pretty well for only having five people And the song after that was Take Back the Night The soloist in the beginning had impeccable diction And it's much harder to have good diction when you're on a mic than when you're in a choir So good job on that and the band as well i thought shined here so in a similar vein to deforest and it almost felt like a closer because of the message like the arrangement didn't feel that way but they're singing about taking back the night and i'm like this feels like a message that should be the closer but it wasn't and their closer was one night only and this one you could tell that the energy ratcheted up and i appreciate that but it resulted in a little bit of vocal pushing so the the Energy needs to be spent in a good way. And the costumes went from like kind of some color to all black for this half of the set. So it definitely fit the the night theme for one night only and take back the night coming after the ballad. And while I said that the vocals pushed before, they did lock for a very nice moment at the end. And I would also like to give an apology to any Wastosha fans who are out there and listening to the podcast because I missed them during my season review and my rankings. I don't know how that happened, but I think I just flat missed them in the review and then I took the list from the review and then ranked them. So I apologize to Wastosha for not ranking them. I will definitely make sure that happens next year. And that is the first show of a trio of shows that I'll be reviewing that is about night and darkness. And I feel like that's a very common theme this year because between the three shows that I'm doing here with Stosha, Fort, and Janesville Craig, and you had Green Bay East and Eau Claire Memorial doing like kind of monster-y shows, that's five about like darkness and stuff. That's not a small number. I'm just very surprised that that many shows lined up to be about loosely related things for the same year anyways moving on to the Ford atkinson at south high street singers this was a show that i did hear kind of a lot about during the season so i definitely wanted to catch it for this episode along with west salem i noticed that they hit you right away in the face with choreography and in this one There were some balance issues they just didn't have enough men to account for the women singing. And it's not like the guys aren't trying. Like you tell me that Jackson Sigwitz isn't up there singing as powerful as he can. It was just a matter of not having the numbers. So like recruitment, everybody should be recruiting guys because it's kind of an epidemic at this point. That was called Creatures of the Night. They are obviously doing a night theme they had a character number and it was jazzy and it was very interesting i didn't write down the title of this one which is unfortunate for me and this one also like westosha sounded a little bit breathy so i don't know what was up with second songs sounding a little bit breathy this year uh, part of their badly i wrote a note that helped me this time it part of their character medley was called hoodoo voodoo doll by the brian sitzer band and they had the guys the five guys in the group up on the top risers puppet masters controlling the girls in the group which i thought was very clever staging as for the ballad jackson sitkowitz has a solo so i think that's enough that is said about the ballad very very sad that he's graduating will he is definitely one of the best show choir soloists of this era in the state And I thought that there were some really nice band lines in here. And the acapella going very toward the end of the song was interesting. A lot of times you see acapella kind of going right at the start of these ballads. But acapella at the end was definitely something that was a little bit unexpected here. Their transition medley, uh, the first part of it was Hungry Like the Wolf by Duran Duran. That is in my 80s playlist, so I'm not ashamed to admit it, so it was definitely cool seeing one of my favorite 80s songs go out there. It was a gutsy move putting all five guys in the group on mics. I think that there are some directors that wouldn't have the intestinal fortitude and the belief in their singer-dancers to do that, but I didn't notice anything very substantially glaring about the vocals, so I think it paid off. I think Burlington did this last year where they put all four of their guys on mics, and it worked out. Otherwise, the one area where it did kind of bite them was the choreo where like even like small differences wound up being pretty noticeable even on the live stream. Oh, and I watched Fort Atkinson at their home show. So that's where I watched Fort Atkinson. What else was I gonna say here? Oh the girls part of this transition medley was Hot Blooded, which is also an 80s song. I think it's by Foreigner. And They still sang with a very dark tone, which was on one hand understandable because it's a show about uh, night, but on the flip side... It was like after the ballad and it kind of felt like the show should be progressing to a little bit of a brighter tone by then i don't know there was also kind of a lot of like grooving which i get because it's an up-tempo song but there were parts where i wanted like a little bit more structured choreography and this was another one where i'm like there was like one chorus too long like the vocal energy trailed off a little bit there as for the closer i didn't write much down for this which means that i guess it generally existed it was it was a closing to the show and i thought that the one thing that i did specifically write down is that the choreography was pretty inspiring and that's like twice that i've written down good choreography i think right at the start and right at the end which is interesting because they took home vocals awards this year they didn't take home choreography awards i don't know maybe this is my eye being untrained maybe it's watching on a live stream perhaps it's something different entirely but Definitely interesting that I found Ford Atkinson's choreography to be good while the judges generally preferred their vocals to their choreography. Moving to a group that is very close to Ford Atkinson in geography and as it turned out this year skill level and as it turned out this year in theme we have the Janesville Craig Spotlighters with a witch theme. And I think the closest that I can remember to this is that Eau Claire North did a Sabrina the Teenage Witch theme, I think in 2020, question mark. I think it was when Rachel McElwam was there. But anyways, it is Sabrina the Teenage Witch show at some point in time, but it was interesting to see it taken a step further to its natural end and then just doing a show uh, about witchcraft. The one thing that hit me right off the bat with Craig is that it seemed like the lighting was darker than usual. I watched them at Milton and I make my way around competition handbooks from time to time. And most of them say special lighting requests will not be granted. I don't know if Milton doesn't have that rule or if the costumes just made it seem darker than usual, but the costumes were mostly black on the sleeves and on the legs. And then the torso, I think was either like a red for some of them and then a blue or a green for some of them so it did make me lose some of the uh arm choreography in the opener and that was just very interesting something that i noticed as for the opener it felt like a character number didn't really feel like an opener and this is something that i also said with the character number i said that the character number felt like it should have been a closer so i don't know it just seemed funky to me but it made it work and in terms of the opener i thought that it set the mood very well i thought that they danced very well however the one thing that i noticed here was that there were some vowel issues with just kind of locking in that same vowel shape throughout the entire group their character number was called man with the hex or at least i think it was called that it was the phrase they repeated the most it's what i wrote down now this one in retrospect, I guess it did kind of feel like a character number because the energy did kind of crescendo throughout the piece. It was more of setting up the problems of which I guess, saying that you don't want to fall in love uh, with the man with the hex. But yeah, I thought it was advancing the show. I mean, there are only so many songs you can do about witchcraft, right? The ballad was, I believe, it was called I Don't Want to Fall in Love. The soloist on this one sounded like a little bit short of breath, which was sad because otherwise she sounded great. So just like a little tiny thing where I'm like, oh man, this is so close to being very good. Otherwise, I thought that the choir came in with just the right amount of energy on the backing vocals. I thought that that is a very tough line to walk throughout whatever you're coming in for backing. Sometimes you come in too soft. Sometimes you come in too hard. Sometimes you come in just right. And I thought that Spotlighters did it just right here. I also wrote vocal pushing eventually for this one. Uh, and then the staging at the end, I believe this is also a Ben Shrunk group. Let me do some research on that real quick. This is one of, another one of my impromptu research sessions. I stand corrected. It's Ben Eklund. So anyways, Craig choreographed by Ben Eklund this year. The staging was really well. I appreciated that. The character medley, and I didn't, not the character medley, the transition medley. I didn't write the titles to this one down but the opening part of the medley was I think a quartet and while the quartet sang well and they moved well I felt like the rest of the group was just kind of hanging out there until it got to the second half of the medley and I feel like that could have been used for like a quick costume change or something I don't remember there being a costume change in this set so that was just something where I'm like maybe would have liked to see that done differently from a show design perspective but it looked like those costumes were also kind of hard to get into because they were pretty complex costumes i also wrote down that this is where the set really took a turn for the dark because there was a reference to ouija boards and sacrificing babies so definitely fully committing to the witch set there and again i wrote down it's just a very dark mood between i thought the lights were down and then the costumes and then the lyrics so definitely full-on going for the theme and then for the closer medley i thought that it was a pretty good song i thought that the energy in the dance break was good it got there eventually i would have liked to see a little bit more beforehand Uh, the blend could have been better in a couple places however it definitely got there uh, energy wise by the end and then there were a couple places right at the end where I questioned if the choreography was supposed to be stomps or foot noises but I don't know and then the closer medley also was kind of coming out of the dark set so it was I think it was like dancing your troubles away or something the choreography was good in the end of it I thought that the choreography was definitely a high point for this group some groups are better in vocals some are better in choreography and I thought that Spotlighters was a little bit better on the choreography side of things this set I don't know what his genesis was and I don't pretend to know that but it is interesting to note and I wrote this down that Craig did Black Hole Sun as their medley last year or as their ballad last year So I don't know if the whole black witch idea came out of that or not. But the first half of their show, from what I remember, was pretty dark last year. So don't know if that is a coincidence or not. That just about wraps up this week's episode. So as always, thank you, everybody, for listening. If you're doing home showcases, congratulations on that. If you're doing auditions, good luck. If you're having your show revealed to you, I hope it's a fun theme for next year. As always, if you have any questions, comments, or thoughts about the podcast, the email inbox is open, wishowchoir at gmail.com. Otherwise, Instagram DMs are also open at wishowchoir. The next installment of off-season content will be round two of these. I have what I think is a pretty stellar lineup of groups like this one on tap for round number two of these. And that will round it out because I struggled to come up with a third group of five. So we'll have five more. And hopefully that will be out at some point next week. And I'll try and hold myself to that. With that being said, please stay safe and stay healthy, everyone. This is William Sokey saying goodbye until the next Wisconsin Show Choir Download. <laughs>